Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Monday Men Focus at 5 p.m. Tuesday Bible Study, 7 p.m. And on Saturdays, 11.30 p.m. KKLA or KKLA.com. Or you can tune in to 99.5 FM on your radio dial. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. We're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer and you know, open the scripture. And, uh, and then we want to, you know, really just seek the Lord and to acknowledge him in all our ways and hear what he has to say and so father in the name of jesus we we thank you lord god for your goodness and grace we honor you lord for this is the day that you have made and and we come to rejoice in it we come to be glad in your word lord lord jesus to be glad and to be thankful of your presence lord god you've given us a reasonable portion of health lord god uh, we're able to acknowledge you Lord Jesus, to call upon your name and to, with thanksgiving and honor, Lord, for who you are, how you have blessed us, Lord Jesus, for saving us, Lord, your goodness led us to repentance, Lord God, and it has changed our lives. Lord, we thank you for your word, which is esteemed above your name. Lord Jesus, you said your word would, uh, would be here. Your word is solid, Lord God, in that Heaven and earth would pass away before your word would fall short. Lord, we thank you right now, Lord, and we pray and ask that you would bless those that are listening, those that are in the sound of my voice. Lord God, those that are on their way into the service. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness, Lord. Lord, we thank you for allowing us this opportunity, Lord Jesus, to partake in your will, to partake in, Lord God, in your ministry. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the treasures that you have placed in us, Lord God, and we know that it, it belongs to you. All the glory, all the praise belongs to you. All the thanksgiving belongs to you, Lord God. We are just your servants, Lord Jesus, and we know our place. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing us, Lord, to be partakers of this, Lord, your ministry. Father, we pray and ask that you would touch those that are sick in their body, those that would be in service and camp for uh, because of scheduling, because of uh, sickness, Lord God, because of restrictions that are beyond their control at this time. Lord, we ask that you would remember them. Bless them, Lord God. Lord, in their thoughts, Lord, that are toward this house, their thoughts that are uh, that says, um, I want to be in service, Lord God. Give them their heart's desire. Lord Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, and we'll continue to give your name the praise and the glory. 
In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says, and those that believe continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all, all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seateth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth fruit in a season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. May the Lord bless the hears and the reading of his word. Truly we thank and praise God for this is the day that the Lord has made and we can rejoice and be glad in it. My prayer is that you are blessed today, that you're doing well. And I want you to know that there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing impossible for him. And you know, I'm excited about our Lord and, and what God is doing. I'm excited to be part of his plan, to be part of his plan. And I hope that you are too, that you're excited as much as I am to be part of the plan of God. You know, there are those that are that are in the plan of God. However, they are not in, uh, in the position where you might be at right now. You know, God knows the beginning to the end. And he knows those that will call upon his name. And what I love about him is that you may not have called upon his name for 30 years. You may not have called upon his name for 15 years. And you, you may have denounced him all that time. But God knew your heart. And he knew that the day would come. That at a certain hour, a certain time of the day, that you and his path would cross and it would make a difference. And all those things that was denounced, all of those things that was done in, in the name of disbelief and rebellion and all that is done away with because now you're a servant of the Lord and you're seeking him. You know, God can take the worst uh, that people, men say, well, that's the worst, you know, because what they've done, what people are doing is so public. And, oh, that's the worst. Maybe it's a family member. Oh, God is never going to save them. They're the worst person that there is. You know, I just dislike that person, that and that coworker, you know, and uh, that teacher or whoever uh, that individual might be. But God is looking at that person and knowing uh, what they're going to become. Gangbangers, people that, that have been deep in uh have changed and now they're, they're declaring the gospel. 
those that was uh, that some have called upon to meet their needs when others was not looking now are declaring the gospel. Isn't God good? He is wonderful. Maybe that's not your testimony, but know that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I, I'm just so grateful to God. I'm just so uh, appreciative to him. And you know, I wanna, I wanna tell you, re remember to pray for folks. Pray for people. Pray for those that you see. Don't look at nobody and say, well, you know, that's nasty. No, don't do that. Don't look at, you don't know that individual and what spirit. That individual don't even know what spirit is using them. They don't know the, the totality of the situation, just like you don't. But the Bible said, the prayers of a righteous man, see if you're righteous, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. And so there's a responsibility that we have to pray for them that we see. They already feel bad. People already know the situation that they're in. I was talking with a young lady one day and she was telling me, and I'm just being real for a moment here, you know, not that I'm not always real because I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. But we were having a discussion about, uh, about sin. We were having a discussion about uh, people that, that cheat in relationships and different things and, you know, and how people get caught up. Um, they didn't ask for help or anything, of, but they got caught up in the situation. And this young lady was saying, you know, there is sometime a person is caught up in a situation and they don't know how to get out. While they're in that situation, maybe it's a needle in their arm, maybe it's, maybe they, they, they got a piece of broken antenna. You know, some of you that, that have been there know what I'm talking about, of those that might hear this later, you know, you know what I'm talking about, a, a piece of metal with some uh, Brillo stuffed in the end of it, you know, and while you smoking it. And so you don't know, you know, or while, while you're in that bed or the backseat of that car, you know, and, and you getting busy. She was saying that, you know, uh, there was a time when she was trying to, you trying to figure a way out. Tears are flowing from your eyes while you're giving in to that moment, but you really want out of it. You know, we don't know what people are dealing with unless God that discernment. And that's why it's so important for the church of God to spend, the people of God to spend their time being prayerful, not uh, being selfish with your prayers. Me, 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 my, 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 you know, instead of Lord, remember the neighborhood, remember that young lady uh, that I just met or I saw, you know, uh, getting into that car, that, that brother getting into that car, getting out of that car. You know, we need to be mindful of that, that someone's brother, someone's sister, someone's child. And, you know, you don't, uh, you know, we, we could be, people can be so judgmental, you know, because they're wearing a, uh, because their clothes look fine, they clothes look fine. And because they have a little, a little cheddar in their pocket, you know, and they go on to work every day, that don't mean everything is all right. That don't mean everything is cool. You know, they're dealing with things and behind closed doors like pornography, 
They're dealing with things behind closed doors. And I don't have none of this written down. This I did not even think. Uh, these were not my thoughts yesterday or at one in the morning. Or any, but look, people are dealing with situations. People are dealing with things. People are dealing with in prayer, prayer. And so I want to appeal to the church. I want to appeal to, to all of those that are listening and those that will be listening later. You know, we fast. We believe in, in, in fasting and prayer and certainly the power of forgiveness. You know, that is so powerful. If you have experienced forgiveness, then you know how powerful it is. And you know to extend forgiveness to another, how powerful that is as well. We believe in fasting. And so we've been fasting, asked the church earlier to fast and to pick a day of the week to fast on, uh, you know. And so now I want to go a little further because we're, you know, the concern is, is souls. We're reaching out for souls. And so I'm asking that you would uh, set aside this, this month of April. We're in the, the third day of April, 2022. And I'm asking that throughout the week, Monday through Friday, that you would consecrate. You don't have, I'm not asking you to fast, but I'm asking you to go on a consecration uh, Monday through Friday. And I'm giving you Saturday and Sunday, but Monday through Friday. And I, I'm asking that you would uh, consecrate, meaning that you're going to set aside uh, meat Monday through Friday, no meat. Monday through Friday. I don't think that's a big sacrifice to ask. Monday through Friday, no meat, no bacon, no pork chops, no steak, no, no, no bacon cheeseburgers, none of that, no pastrami, no fried chicken, no chicken wings. Set aside, don't eat no meat. Well, what am I going to eat? You're going to eat your veggies. You're going to eat everything else, but you're not going to have no gospel bird. You know, you, you're not going to go to Chick-fil-A or any of those things, you, you're going to set no meat, no meat at all. Monday through Friday, throughout the entire month of April, no meat, okay? No meat. And who's all doing it? My hand is up. I see hands up. No meat. And this is a consecration unto the Lord for souls. We're consecrating. The Bible says some things come through prayer and fasting. And if you've been with us on... Uh, <laughs> Um, Tuesday nights, you know that we are in the book of Daniel, and and I'm not caught. This is not a Daniel fast, you know. They they market stuff. Daniel fast, Ezekiel bread, and all that. No, this is none of. No, this is not that. We're not commercializing and giving a, a gimmick a name to anything. No, this is a sacrifice, a consecration unto the Lord, and so, uh, you know. We're going to set our focus on seeking him as we should, as we should. And with that, we're, uh, as we're consecrating and sacrificing, no meat, I'm reiterating that, no meat, throughout the week, Monday through Friday, uh, the entire month of, of April, as we seek God for uh, and that souls are delivered, healings are occurring. Uh, and, you know, Lord, let your will be done in our lives. Lord God, as the word goes forth, 
we want it to be of the Lord and not of my opinion. My opinion don't matter. It's what God's word is. It's what the Lord has to say. Some of some are dealing with with issues right now. And I'm talking about within the church. People not just not just Cornerstone, but at different churches, other churches around the world. People are dealing with uh, things, you know, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a transparent person. I don't mind being transparent because I want you to be saved. And when we read the word of God, the word of God is very transparent about leadership. Uh, every leader and, uh, you know, you're not always on the cloud. You're not always on the mountaintop. There are times where you deal with, you know, it was a, it was a taboo for the preacher to talk, say, you know what? I felt depressed. <gasps> yeah. We read in scripture, Paul said that he was, that they, they had went through that they were in peril. What Paul was talking, he was describing something to us that hit people that people deal with. All right. I, I think I've gotten the point across. Have I gotten the point across? Okay. <laughs> and so we want to be we want to be conscious we want to walk with conscious awareness hallelujah mm. we want to walk with conscious awareness so God can use us you want the Lord to use you you want to be used by him and you want to be saved at the end of him using you now that's a whole topic a conversation for another day because uh, there are those that are not going to well listen we're going to go on here and, and I want to I want to play a little bit of this song I'm not and ask that you would help us sing with it you know as we go into the word of God this morning uh, in the book of Revelation where we've been you know we're coming to a close of that um, but you know we want to uh, just be mindful I, I'm telling you and so today is communion day. The first Sunday of the month is communion. And so we'll also have communion today as well. And, and, and so after this song, we're going to go into the word of God. So I ask that you would, uh, if you can stand with me, join in. If you're sitting, wave your hands, but be demonstrative in your praise unto God. I can only 
time there is a place that is assigned to each of us there is the individual being caught up or caught away and there is the collective and a lot of times we're, we're talking about the collective but you know what about the individual what's been assigned to you what is what God is going to do when he calls your name no one else is around it's just you it's just you. And so, you know, we want to be prepared. I certainly uh, am preparing. I'm not saying what I want to be. I'm preparing. You know, I'm very mindful, very mindful that with each passing day that we take a step closer. And with all that I like to do and all that I'm doing, that mind, that thought never leaves my mind. And, you know, because, uh, you don't know, we don't know the exact hour, we don't know the day or time, and there is unctions of the Holy Ghost. My mother uh, had started making preparations six months prior to her demise and didn't know this until I was going through her things and, and start finding uh, pieces of the puzzle letters that she had written to friends and different things. And so there was an expectation and that she was uh, leaving and she was excited. She was the first person that I met, uh, that I've known of that have this testimony that I know of personally, that she was excited about going to be with the Lord. It was a Sunday, uh, Sunday service. I had looked over and 
saw my mother who <laughs> who have this test have the testimony that there <laughs> there must be a God because this boy is saved and she joined church. She looked at what the Lord was doing and, and had done in my life. And she, I was at home sick and had bronchitis. And, you know, it was pretty painful. It's like your hair hurt, your toenails hurt. It, it's, and I was bedridden. But we had a conversation. We were going out to, uh, to have a day together. And we would begin to talk about church. We begin to talk about the Lord. And she began to say how and what she was raised and what her parents had told her and I began to tell her the word of God and what I had learned and I was in bed and my mother went to church and she had got baptized in Jesus name for the remission of sin and not only that but uh, she began tearing for the Holy Ghost and, and became a member of the church and she did all of this, you know, not knowing the impact of our conversation. And the last time that I had seen her, I looked over and I could see the Shekinah glory. I could see that glow on her. And I said, wow, that's my mother. Well, they went to the store. She went after service. And while she was at the store or um, she was asked would she like to change the shoes she had on. She still had on her, her still dressed from the church service, had on her, her little um, half pumps, <laughs> you know. And the uh, cashier told her, said, said, my, you look really nice. And she said, yes, you know, I'm, 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 I'm shopping with Jesus. When she was asked would she like to, to change her shoes, you know, and put on some some flats. She said, "No, I'm I'm fine. I'm walking with the Lord," and you know, and she was excited. They said there was a smile on her face, and um, you know, and it was all these great reports that came in that day about what happened leading up to her demise. And so, when she went shopping, now it's Monday. That was Sunday. On that Monday afternoon, she went shopping to buy something from for the grandchildren. Uh, she was she said that she had promised them something and she wanted to keep her word and while she was out. She said, I feel tired. She said, I feel tired. And she in her feeling tired. Uh, she sat down to, to take a break while they went to go get the car. And um, when they returned, she was gone. There was a gentleman that was there. He said, he, he, he said, this is your, he said, don't worry about her. I've already prayed for her. She laid down and went to sleep on that day, the 21st of December. And that was some years ago. But many of you and some of you that have felt the loss of a loved one know that that's a pain. Avoid an emptiness that doesn't go away. 
She was prepared. She was excited. And that's what I'll never forget. She was so enthusiastic about walking with the Lord. Where is your enthusiasm today? Mighty God. Her focus was not on, I want, uh, an, I want a car. That was not her focus. I, I want, I want things. That was not her focus. Her focus was on the relationship that she was having and she was nurturing with the Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Our focus should be on the same thing, on nurturing a relationship that doesn't take away from our needs, our daily needs. And God doesn't minimize that, neither do I, or and no one else should. But our enthusiasm, our relationship with the Lord himself should be the focus. And it enhances everything else. It enhances our relationship in marriage. It enhances the relationship among our children. It enhances the relationship on the job. It doesn't take away from any of those things. We're not dogmatic. There are those that are dogmatic. That is not the compassion of Christ. Dogmatic. No, you should consider. Remember, the Bible said, consider yourself. And sometimes I run across ministers and others that are not considerate of themselves and where they've been or where the Lord has brought them from. Well, I'm not going to bore your patience any longer. We've eaten up a lot of time this morning, but I think it is time well spent because you've heard the word preached. You've heard the word taught. You've heard the word exhorted. And so uh, you're, you, you have, if the Lord was to call us home right now, we have, each individual has enough that if you applied the word of God, you will be saved. Now in Revelation, the first chapter, I know we're on the ninth, in the 19th chapter, but I, I want to, I want to go back here to the first chapter. It says the revelation, I'm going to read in verse one to two, and then I'm going to drop to nine and 10. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Ninth verse says, I, John, also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isles that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. John is in the isle of Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet. Jude, reading from the book of Jude, it says, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James to them that are sanctified by God the Father 
and preserved in Jesus Christ and call mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I give all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it is needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly, that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Second Timothy four, seven through eight says, I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me in that day, and not to me only, but to all them that love his appearance. It, John was on the Isle of Patmos, not because he had made petty theft or burglary or, you know, assaulted anyone and they imprisoned him there. He was on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. He wasn't there because he extorted the company or he wasn't uh, abandoned for uh, those reasons. He was, he was abandoned there for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. If you're gonna suffer in this life, and there are some things that you're gonna deal with, you may not have done anything wrong, but you're going to suffer some consequences. We read that in Job. Someone coined it this way by saying, uh, bad things happen to good people. Bad things do happen to good people. John was there for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now we read in the 19th chapter how John met someone that was also uh, now in a glorified state. Their appearance was so glorious that John thought it was the Lord and he started to bow down and to worship him. And as he uh, went to do that, uh, the individual said, hold it, stop, don't do that. I'm your fellow servant. I'm one of your brethren. Oh, bless your Lord God. I, I, don't, want, I don't want you to get offended, but uh, somebody may get offended in, in this statement that I'm about to make. The, the individual that John saw, John said, and I, I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said, see that thou do it not. I'm thy fellow servant and thy brethren that have the testimony. John, I'm like you, I have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And he said, worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. John is on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony, the spirit of prophecy. And that's why John was there, because he believed and he embraced it. 
And when John met the individual, and go back to that thought there, and he was in a glorified state. Uh, John was now mind mind for something here is that uh, John meets someone that has changed from mortal to immortality, that has transitioned from their physical appearance into an appearance that uh, that was so illuminating that John went to honor this person that they didn't stick their hand out for, for John to kiss their ring. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay? Because we, we got some, there are some issues. There are some things, some traditions that are carried out that are not of the word of God. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the fellow servant, he didn't say, well, John, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not bishop, I'm not pastor, I'm not evangelist, I, I'm your fellow servant. Uh, for those of you that may not know that, that there are no titles of that sort you're going to find in the scripture on that side. The Bible does reference the elders and uh, you know, someone, they didn't know what that meant. I'm just going to put it like that because they didn't know what it meant. And I was seeking and, and when I asked about it, they, they gave me a, they said, well, you know, those, that, those elders represent the church. But that's, they may have had some duties in the church, but those were not churches. Those elders would be found in the Old Testament where the Lord established an office and David found the writing in the word of God and had the minister to set the according to the word of God. Now, I'm, we're not, I'm just want to put that out there. And that is Bible. That's Bible. We teach Bible. Okay. Rhema word comes with the backing of the scripture of God. It doesn't stand by itself. Well, I got a rhema word. You'll never find this in the pages. No. If it's not inside the pages, I don't want it. Period. Mm -hmm. It has to be in the pages, in the word of God, because the word of God is the only thing that is going to stand. It's the only thing that is going to endure time. Even the name of Jesus is not going to endure forever. Bible students, those that have been with us, getting the word, getting the word. You're going to want to line up with the word of God because that's the only way to go is with his word. John was on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and the testimony. And I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I was praying. I was seeking him. You know, sometimes you find yourself in a certain situation and there's nothing that you can do. Maybe it is an emotional state of being. Maybe it is something physical, something mental. And I believe that, that you're impacted, whether it's emotional, mental, or physical, you are impacted in all those areas. And there's nothing that you can do but say, Lord, help. Lord, help me. I need some help right now. 
I don't like the way I'm feeling. I need some help. Sometimes we need to change the atmosphere because we're maybe we've been cooped up in the house and we need to go out and have a change of atmosphere. That makes a difference. Sometimes we have stuff bottled up in us and we need to uh, exhort some energy to release what it is. So you may have to go for a walk or play basketball or, you know, whatever it is, something physical. You know, you know I've seen on, on the TV where they go into a room and smash stuff up. You know, they're trying to get that out of their system. You know, and so you have to find something physical to exert what is going on. And you can pray while you're doing all of that. You can, you can pray. And sometimes when, I, when I'm playing basketball, I'm, I'm praying uh, I'm mentally because I, I know that, that, uh, that I'm being worn out uh, in the game. And so I need some help not to pass out. But listen, listen. You're going to have to rely on the Lord for some help. So John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I was praying. I was seeking God. And in my prayer, I heard behind me a great voice and a trumpet. Now, uh, we, we, this message is, is not for everyone. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me tell you, this, this is not for everyone. Because everyone is not anointed. The people claim uh, to be in God's will. They claim the blessing of God. But listen, everyone is not anointed by God. This message is not for everyone because everyone is not sanctified. Remember, Jude said to them that are sanctified, those that are preserved. I'm sanctified today. I'm preserved. Now, that comes through a lifestyle, not through a declaration of words. This message is not for everyone because everyone are not servants of the Lord. Uh-huh. Are you a servant? of God. And if you're a servant of the Lord, what are you doing for him? How, what capacity are you serving him? This message is not for everyone because everyone is not going to yield to the message. Everyone is not taking a stand for the Lord and all his principles. Everyone is not saying, Lord, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. That, that's the core of the believer. Lord, I want your will to be done here on earth through me. I'm not praying for someone else to carry it out, but the Bible said, whatever your hands find to do, do it. Uh, so Lord, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Use me, Lord. Use me for your service. I'm not talking about in the in the in the sanctuary, four walls, and we know how to what to do here. I'm talking about use me whenever you want to use me. I'm at the gas station uh, with these rates in California at at five fifty nine, and someone pull up. I can engage them in a brief conversation, encourage them to uh, to bless them. Use me, Lord, in your service. Someone that used to believe on the Lord 
now suggest and advise others to call on what you believe. There are those that I've heard celebrities. I've heard people in the news media, different things. Well, who, whatever you believe in and whoever you believe in, uh, you know, just just call on them. Well, let me tell you, everyone is not a savior. It is the Lord that saves. Philosophies don't save you. Uh, no, God saves. It is God that saves. It is God that delivers. A philosophy don't save you. That is not salvation. Yeah, those are just some principles on conducting yourself, which the Bible covers all of that because it has been dealing with it since the beginning of time. Before time begun. Bless your Lord. I believe God is sovereign. That he is Lord. Above all and any and every, he is Lord. Psalms 97 and 1 says, the Lord reigneth. The ninth verse says, for thou, Lord, art high above all the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. Now, you're not going to have your cake and eat it too. That imaginary climax, that imaginary euphoria uh, that, that you envision in. You're not going to do what you want to do and how you want and then go with God. That is a oxymoron. You're faithful and unfaithful at the same time. That's not going to work. It doesn't work in our natural relationships. You might be faithful to coming home, but then when you go to work, you cheat. You know, you met somebody at work and, you know, that's your work wife. That's your work husband and all that kind of mess. Stupid stuff. And that's you you dealing with some impossible. You talk about mission impossible. That That is a mission impossible. It's not going to work. It's going to go upside down real fast. Repent. Change. Straighten it out. Get it right. You're not going to have that cake you needed to. That, that, it don't work like that. It doesn't work in our natural and it don't work with God. Now, we're dealing with, I've made this reference and, and I'm going to make it again that this is a war of the anointed. Mm -hmm. And there's something you got to do in, in this because uh, there are some things that are being thrown at you. And you're going to have to do something about that. As you know, a war means that there is a state of conflict. So there is a constant state of conflict. For those that say, well, I'm not having any problems. Everything is woe to them that are at ease in Zion. If you don't never have any problems, nothing, everything is, 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 is going just fine for you. Maybe you're not doing something right. Usually a war between nations, states, different groups of people within a nation, even small wars against each other. However, this war that I've mentioned, the war of anointing has preceded you and I. It, it, this, this goes way back. The, the first documented attack against the word of God and humanity is found in Genesis 3 and 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, 
which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, have God said, that ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. He cast doubt on the word of God. That's what the enemy does. He cast doubt on, on your situation, whether it's at work, cast doubt, cast doubt on maybe your ability. You might be functioning in a great capacity, but there's someone that, that want to hate on you. They want to cause conflict. And so they will cast doubt. Uh, maybe it's in the relationship. You, you know, uh, someone told me, they said that a gentleman approached them and said, you've been married for uh, for for a number of years. You still eating that same, you, you just having the same bowl of rice. You know, they want to cast doubt into the relationship. And don't be a fool and think that you that that they got some fried well they got fried rice and I got white rice at home listen don't be a fool don't be a fool rice is rice and you add, you make some gravy and add to your rice you you throw some soy sauce on your rice but don't don't exchange one bowl for another cuz they both rice mighty god and, and so uh casting doubt Wounding and then throwing salt on the sores. How many times have the enemy sent a word? Mm -hmm. Graffiti or painted graffiti. You know, sometimes during war, uh, they would fly over and drop leaflets uh, to discourage the enemy or those that they were fighting. The enemy approaches with despair to try to make you feel despondent and other methods to oppose your walk with Christ. His plan was exposed in Isaiah, the 14th chapter. The 13th verse says, For thou hast said in thy heart, the enemy, the Lord is exposing it. The enemy said in his heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high. That was his plans. His plans were to, to, uh, to exalt himself above the stars of God, the, the, the sons of God. And to sit up on the mount of the congregation, those that would gather together, he's going to exalt himself above everyone and everything and be like the most high. And wrong. Jesus said, I saw Satan cast down like a bolt of lightning. And so uh, it didn't work. And so he keeps trying that same plan over and over again. Oh, bless you, Lord Jesus. And let me say that again. Uh, he keeps trying the same plan over and over again. When, he, when you have committed yourself unto the Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You have, you have uh, established a relationship with him. And God is working with you and working on you because we're all works in progress. That's not a ticket to sin. It just means we're work in progress. We've not arrived yet. Okay. And so the enemy comes and says, I'm going to sit on you. 
Let me tell you what you have to do. When the enemy comes and says, I'm going to sit on you. Now, y'all can't see this, but, but you're going to have to shake them off. When an enemy comes and attempts, you know, you ever have a... Mm. Let me just go back here with it. When the enemy comes to try to sit on you, some of you have uh, your children, maybe your son, your daughter, and, and came and they, they went to sit in your lap as big as they are. And you pushed them off. You stood up or you, because you know that they were going to flick some pain on your little, your little feeble legs now. You know, you ever have someone sit down on you and they kind of heavy and you like, man, yo, yo, I don't know no other way to put it, but your little booty bone is, is cutting into my thigh. Get up. You're going to have to shake them off. You've got to shake the enemy off when he tries to ascend on you and sit on you. You're going to have to shake them off so that you can keep moving. When depression tries to find itself and sit on you, you've got to shake it off. When you're not feeling well and there is no legitimate reason why you should, should be feeling that way, you have to shake it off. Shaking it off requires some effort. It requires some effort. It requires some effort. David said, when I, I, I found myself in a situation and, and I was starting to feel despondent. And I had to encourage myself. I had to shake it off so that I could keep things moving. So that I didn't become overwhelmed. So that I become weighted down. It requires some effort. First Timothy, the, the 16 verse says, fight the good fight of faith. See, that, that's effort. And you got to fight and lay hold on eternal life. You're going to have to grab hope to your belief in God, to the, the testimony, the word of God, the word of prophecy, and squeeze it. Hold on to it. Don't let the enemy, don't surrender it. Don't let it be ripped from you. You're going to have to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. Wherein thou are also called and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. Those witnesses that you have told that I'm saved, those witnesses that know that you are a child of God, that there's some folks that are watching you that are saved and that are, have yet to come that are paying attention to you. Don't allow the enemy to sit on you, but shake them off. You got to shake them off. Romans 12 and 21 says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. One of the things John saw was, uh, was promised to him. And John said, I'm going to shake it off. I, I'm going to shake it off because I, I believe what's been promised. I believe the, uh, what, I, what I've heard. I believe the word of God. And so the Lord showed him said to him that overcome. See, see, in order to overcome, you have to shake something. You have to shake off sin. 
And you're going to have to shake off influences, evil influences. You're going to have to shake it off. You're going to have to shake it off so that you can overcome it. And the word of God says to him that overcomes. You can go back into the third and fourth chapter and read for yourself about overcoming. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his service. A revelation is defined as a surprising of some unknown fact. Sometimes shown as a result of a blessing or a traumatic event. Sometimes God visits us. You've been praying and you, you're consecrating as, as we're going to be doing throughout the month of April. And you're seeking God and he shows up and gives you an answer or shows you something that you are not aware of, or maybe it is something that is dramatic, an event uh, that, that, that in that time, sometime in our suffering, some in our going through of what we're dealing with is precious time. We don't look at it as precious because we're, 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 uh, we're, we're dealing with the issue. But it is a time that God deals with us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, you, you say, well, you know, uh, during that time that you're dealing with it, you're praying and you're seeking God and you're calling upon him and you're spending a quality time that you have not spent maybe uh, in quite a few days, maybe months and Sundays. And now you're dealing with it. Now you're going through something and you are spending that time with the Lord. Hallelujah. And if God stopped, if you were delivered completely with that time that you spent with him subside, would all of a sudden it go away? You're doing fine now? Sometimes the thing that we're dealing with is God getting our attention. It was no secret to the Lord that John would be on the Isle of Patmos for his word, that he would be there for the testimony that he stood by. For the word of God, for the pride. There was no surprise to him. Matter of fact, God in, in, in his Noah, that when John would be there, that John would be praying. This would be a good time to talk to John. There's no disruptions. Not that John, he couldn't get through to John any other time. But you know, it's during that moment. It's in that season, however long that season lasts. And a lot of times we, we, you know, weeping may endure for a night, but, but joy comes in the morning. We get all excited about that. how long is that night? That night might be a while. I've had some long nights. Bless you, Jesus. Uh-huh. And joy did come in the morning when God showed up. And, but I noticed that in that night season, hallelujah, mighty God. There was revelation, there was information, there was things fed into my spirit that I knew came nowhere but from God. And it could be found in his word. I was dreaming a dream. And in that dream, the former pastor that I was under had... in my mind in the dream if this was real and immediately I heard 
instructions to read, to go and read from a particular passage of scripture. Matter of fact, to read the book. It was one of the books of prophecy in the Old Testament that I had not been studying. I had no affiliation, no association with in my studies with this particular book at the time. It doesn't mean I've never read it before, but not in my recent studies over the past because I've been in another area. But I knew from reading because I went and sat down at the table and read and I knew it was of the Lord. Because everything that was in that dream was of that book. It is in our night season that God deals with us. John is on this Isle of Patmos. John receives the revelation by the will of God, not by his own will. There are some dreams that we have because of our own will. Hmm. And the Lord warns us of that, not to dream of and trust in our own dreams. The, and to trust in our, ooh, that's my favorite prophet. Ooh, that's my favorite evangelist. Ooh, that's my favorite. I can't wait to hear that they're going to come. They're going to be running revival. I can't wait. God said, don't put your trust in them. Now, I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm not saying that they aren't of the Lord. But I'm saying your trust belongs in God and that his will be done. The purpose was not for any selfish reason but to provide information to his servant the whole reason that john is receiving this revelation is not to glorify him and exalt him and to lift him up but so that he can give a message to the servants of god john is recognized as a servant of the lord not by his own words but by the witness of those that were also sanctified it's good to have witnesses, someone that can vouch for you, someone that will vouch for you, that you are who you say you are and that you live the life in which you say that you're living. John didn't talk a good talk. He walked it. He knew when to open his mouth and when to shut it, how to conduct himself in public and in private. John had the word of God. He had the testimony of Jesus and the things that he saw, it's important that you remember the word of God, that you remember the testimony of Jesus Christ, that you remember the dreams and the visions that God has given you. You ought to write those things down so that you can refer back to them. Some days you might need to encourage yourself and build and get that strength and the momentum that you need to shake off the enemy. You're gonna to need to read the promises of God. Remember the testimony, he said the testimony of Jesus Christ is the word of prophecy. Job said, all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. So though there was those that, that said, Job, you, you sinned, you've done something wrong and that's why you're afflicted. Job had to shake that stuff off and stay focused on who really had to answer. People can be wrong. People can be cruel. People can be so judgmental based off of their limited information. You got to stay focused. I recall I was in a situation. Didn't know how it came about. 
didn't know what to do about it. You hear the, the, the voices of others pointing fingers and saying things. I was so despondent. And one day, the pastor walked to me and said, you did nothing wrong. Now, this was nearly a year that had went by. And the pastor said, you did nothing wrong. That was a weight, a load lifted off of me. But up to that time, I had to carry that burden and yet be faithful to service. Not only that, but the individual that that triggered it all came to me one day and said, you did nothing wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. They confessed that. Now, would they have, would anybody have been able to make that confession or discern that and to give me that release if I had not been faithful to God? Because in your, in, in your unfaithfulness, then now you've loaded the gun of accusation. The fingers of accusation can all point at you because you've given reason instead of shaking it off. Your faithfulness shakes off the enemy. I, I, I've run out of time, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna close. But I, I want you to think about this. In your faithfulness, Jew said to them that are sanctified by God, "There's only one way to be sanctified, and that is by God." Jesus said to Peter, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. It is through Christ that you're sanctified. It is through Christ that we are. The Lord told Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So you can't see the kingdom of God without being born again. And except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So see, it, you can't see the kingdom of God without having a different spirit. Now Joshua and Caleb already identified that. The Lord said, everybody that came out of, out of Egypt, Moses did not enter into the promised land because he got upset with the people and God gave him instructions and he did it his way. Preachers, listen to what I just said. Moses was given instructions. He got upset and he fell into his own emotions and did it his way. And he could not enter into the promised land. He could see it. The Lord blessed him to see it. You can see it from a distance. But because of what you did, you cannot enter in. Joshua and Caleb, my servants, are of a, the Bible said that, that they are of a different spirit. So out of all the people that came out of Egypt, Joshua and Caleb enter into the promised land. Why? How is it that, that, that you are in, under the impression that there are going to be zillions of people saved? When as you read through the scripture, I'm, I'm, I'm through. I'm not even going to use my notes. I'm, I'm out of that, been out of that for a moment now. How is it that you're under the impression that zillions of people are going to be saved? Where did you get that from? When the Bible said, few there be saved. Where did you get that from? Where did you get it from when you read about the 10 virgins? Five of them was wise. They were all virgins. Five of them was wise. Five were foolish. Five was prepared and five were not. That is 
that were saved. What happened to the other 50? But we put everyone in the kingdom of God. You're going to have to shake off foolishness. Now, shaking off foolishness does not mean shaking off fun. I have fun. Uh-huh. I'm enjoying my life. I have fun. Yes. But foolishness? Nah, me and, me and foolishness is not going to get along. Matter of fact, I'm allergic to some things. I'm allergic to stupidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm allergic to that. You know, some people have allergies. Oh, the flowers are blooming. The pollen is in the air. You know, it's making me sneeze. No, I'm, I'm, I'm allergic. I have a problem with ignorance. Now, ignorance is, and when I say that, I'm talking about, uh, I'm not talking about that you know everything because none of us know everything. I am talking about the fact that you don't take the time to understand something. And so therefore you have an argument that is not legitimate or you're wrong, arguing the wrong issue or not, I shouldn't say arguing, I should say discussing. And so there is no, no reasoning and where there is no reasoning or where it does not make sense, that is nonsense. And that doesn't help anyone. That leads to poor judgment. Ladies, watch out for poor judgment. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm through. I'm, I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to stop. I can't go no further. I'm enjoying myself right now talking about the word of God in this life. The Lord told John and Peter, go and tell the people about this life. I'm enjoying myself right now talking about this life. Sometime when I come into the church, I am enjoying the hit back. You deal with things through the week. You deal with stuff. You don't know what it took for someone to make it into service. I appreciate when that awareness was brought to me. You don't know what it took for someone to drive from the distance that they had to come, whether it was a few feet or, or, or some miles to get to the church, to come into service. You don't know what it took. You don't know what arguments may have occurred before they arrived. You don't know what have, may have been thrown at them. You don't know what have happened. And they are coming to the service because they want to be in a place where they know they can get some help Shaking it off. Shedding the nonsense. Shedding. Getting some understanding so they can shake off the misunderstanding. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for who you are. Lord God, we appreciate you so much, Lord. Lord God, and we just want to honor you for your word and this this time that you have given us, Lord God. And Lord, again, we pray and ask that you would bless those that are listening, those that will continue to listen and to, to follow, Lord God, in this ministry, those that are supporting the ministry, Lord God, we thank you for them. Lord Jesus, we just pray and ask that you would bless those that are, Lord, that are seeking you and crying out for help, Lord God. We touch and agree with them right now in the name of Jesus. We touch and agree for healing. We touch and agree for prosperity, Lord God. You know the needs of your people. Lord, you know the stress that, that they're under financially, Lord God. But you are a way maker. We know that's for ourselves, Lord God. Lord Jesus, and there are multiple testimonies among us, Lord God, that you are a way maker. Lord God, and so we, we ask that you would bless those that are that you know the need of each individual, Lord God, and we ask that you would bless them, Savior, in the name of Jesus.
Lord God, we'll continue to give your name the praise and to give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Listen, if you're looking for a church home, you know, we have room for you here. You're looking for ministry, growth, and, you know, uh, we're at 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, California. That's Cornerstone Apostolic Church. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, connecting you to truth, connecting you to Christ. Continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. And, you know, I, I want to remind you that those that are that have come on afterwards, listen, we're going to be consecrating uh, Monday through Friday. I'm giving you Saturday and Sunday, but consecrating, and that is Monday through Friday. Don't eat any meat. Consecrate. Eat your vegetables, eat your, your, your carbs, your starch, whatever, you know, if you want to. But no meat. Don't run out and get that, that double bacon cheeseburger or no tacos. And, you know, you're going to have to make you some black bean tacos or some, you know, which is pretty good to me. Uh, you know, you're going to have to uh, think about what you're going to have. And so we want to consecrate unto the Lord uh, Monday through Friday throughout the entire month of April. And we're consecrating for souls. Now, let me tell you something. Because you're praying for someone else, you're not forgotten. The Bible said we reap what we sow. And so if you're praying, if I'm praying for you and you're praying for that person, and that person is praying for that, someone is praying for you. God's word is not going to fall short. You're going to reap back what, what, is being, what is being carried out. So we want to consecrate throughout this month. We're consecrating for souls, for people to be saved. People need healing mentally, emotionally, physically. And if you ever need a healing before, then, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. People need healing. And so let's be that, that source to, um, uh, to help others. And so uh, that being said, you know, again, look for you to, to join in with us. The Lord is blessing us. We are on the radio and the radio is streamed uh, through uh, kkla.com that's kkla.com as well as um, through the um, uh, the radio of your car and different the Lord is blessing as we're going forth to proclaim the word of God you know and get the message out there and so at this time you know uh, now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest from and abide henceforth now and forevermore in Jesus name and we're going to have communion while this song is playing, continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
Marie. 